off the ball. Rugby. Started off thinking I was the Brian O'Driscoll. Then I worked my way down to Mike Tyndall, who just was like solid and could run through people. My coaches gave me the Bible in how to play seven. Join in the obsession. Subscribe now at offtheball.com forward slash join. The Football Daily on Off The Ball. Hello and welcome to Wednesday's Football Daily. I'm Phil Egan. We'll start with last night's game against New Zealand at the Aviva Stadium. That'll be remembered as Stephen Kenny's final game in charge of Ireland as well as James McLean's. The match itself finished one all. Adam Eda scored the goal for Ireland. He put them 1-0 up in the first half. McLean made his 103rd and final appearance for his country, although Shane Duffy was captain last night. But McLean says it was a night he'll remember. It was a, a night where a lot of special memories uh, were made uh, on top of ones I've, I've already had before. So it's, it's bittersweet because, you know, it was the last time that I'm going to step on that pitch in Ireland jersey and represent the country. But I've had the absolute time of life and I, I look back and it, we, we know regrets and so many, so many great memories over the years. Now, the FAI could wait until next week before confirming the departure of Stephen Kenny. The board will meet next Tuesday to review the Euro 2024 qualification campaign now that his contract has expired. But the Ireland boss believes last night was his last match in charge. If it is my last game, you know, as manager, you know, uh, so be it. It's been a privilege to manage um, this group of players, tremendous group of players, really uh, huge respect for every single one of them. They've got uh, 90, 90, over 95% and probably their best years are ahead of them now in their career. Former Ireland international Keith Tracy was in studio this morning for off-the-ball breakfast. He feels the team's become too easy to play against, something that shouldn't be the case with an Irish team. If lads are coming in after particularly the two Greece games in this, in this qualifying campaign and they're not having a pop off each other and they're not, they're not really, you know, policing the dressing rooms themselves, the best dressing rooms police themselves, you know, when, when we've had bad, bad games... I've had managers that just stay in the shower and they let the lads sort it out themselves and there'll be a few variables, there might even be a few physicals. But generally, we're all trying to push in the same direction and people are digging you out because they want you to do better. But I think them lads, and generally it's been accepted that, you know, we go out there, we try our best, we run around, we try and play a bit of football. If it doesn't work, don't worry about it. It's OK, we'll come back next time. And International camp football cannot be like that. It, it, it means everything to go out and play for your country and... Like I said, I was saying this to you, it's all fair. I think we, we play this tactical style of football that takes away our heart. And our heart is a big, big thing of what we what we do. Notoriously, the Irish are underdogs. And when we go to games, we, we have this underdog mentality. But if you're playing a tactical battle, it, it takes the heart away from you. So I, 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 I know I've been banging this drum for years now, but I would take, I would simplify the game. I would, I would make it really easy and I would put our heart at the forefront of everything we do. The Ireland under-21s were just seconds away from a famous win over Italy. Jim Crawford's side drew 2 all with the Italians at Turner's Cross to leave them second at the halfway stage of their European Championship qualifying campaign. They're one point behind Italy. Killian Phillips and Sinclair Armstrong had put Ireland ahead twice in the game, but Leeds forward Wilfred Nyanto scored twice for the away side, including a goal in injury time. Crawford says it was a tough one to stomach. If you're being blunt about it, we've got one point in two games, which I think we left two there. Mm. And against Norway, we were comfortable winning two. And so, you know, I think, you know, it's, it's, it's a tough one to take because the boys, since the day they came in, they bought into everything that we said. And it's, um, it's, it's, it's a bitter blow. But, you know, that's, that's how cruel football can be at times. Now we're halfway through the campaign. 
look, I don't know where we are in the group. I, I don't be looking, you know what I mean? Uh, I know um, Turkey beat Norway today, which done us a favour, but um, we're halfway through the campaign. So I've said to the players in there that from March on, we'll, uh, we'll hit the ground running. There's no doubt about it. And uh, we'll give everything we can. To, to be the first 21 team to qualify for the European Championships. Wales will have to qualify for Euro 2024 via the playoffs after last night's one-all draw at home to Turkey. The Welsh finished third in their group behind Turkey and Croatia. Croatia secured second spot in the group with a 1-0 win at home to Armenia. Rob Page's team will host either Ukraine, Finland or Iceland in the semi-finals in March. Germany were beaten 2-0 by Austria to suffer a second defeat in a row. Julian Nagelsmann won his opening game against the USA last month before a draw at Mexico, but they lost to Turkey the other night. And the 36-year-old replaced Hansi Flick in September on a contract until July 2024, which is after Germany hosts the Euros. World champions Argentina beat Brazil 1-0 in Rio last night in the South American World Cup qualifiers. The start of the match was delayed by half an hour after police clashed with fans at a sold-out Maracanã. Lionel Messi says the crowd trouble could have ended in tragedy. It's the first time Brazil have lost a home World Cup qualifier. It's three defeats in a row for them as well, and they dropped down to sixth in the standings. Argentina are top on 15 points, two ahead of Uruguay, who won 3-0 at home to Bolivia. Darwin Nunes scored two more goals for Marcelo Bielsa's side. Something else to come out of Argentina's win over Brazil is that their manager, Lionel Scaloni, says he's considering resigning. After five years in the role, he said after the match, Argentina needs a coach who has all the energy possible and it's not a goodbye or anything, but he says he has to think that because the bar is so high, it's complicated to keep going and complicated to keep winning. And he will talk to the FA president and the players afterwards. At Lone Town manager Kieran Kilduff was in studio as well this morning for Off the Ball Breakfast to reflect on the club's first ever women's FAI Cup at Lone Beach Shelburne in a penalty shootout at the final at Tallis Stadium on Sunday. He played in the League of Ireland for the likes of Dundalk and Shamrock Rovers and Kilduff talked about the difference in resources between men's and women's football in this country. I think right now it needs the support and the investment to, at a minimum that the men get. Um, and it's not that the men don't need more too. I just think in general, um, we had some very frustrating times and these girls are really committing their lives to it. I think Noah King said in his after the match commentary that, uh, uh, interview that he felt like these girls are dedicated their lives to this and they do and they get very little, if anything, out of it bar the odd day that we had on Sunday. Do you know what I mean? And mm -hmm. they lost it last year and there's teams who are finished two weeks now and, and got very little for it. So it does need more frustrating things like you could rock up. We've had games where we've rocked up on a Wednesday to try and play in in, in a particular stadium, and what we were told, oh, the pitch isn't playable. Will it's playable for a men's team on a, on a Friday? And little things like that. They might be genuine, but they feel a lot more when you've very little. Do you know what I mean? And the league right now is literally surviving. And I'm here probably, as I said, four months. There's people who've been here years upon years, and this is probably the best it's ever been, and it's still not right. So I, you know, it's come a long way, but it's still miles away. The only the best thing is that we get to play in those stadiums yeah. a, a lot of the time. But like a lot of teams at the end of the season had to go to Turner's Cross, and the pitch just wasn't playable. We ended up playing in their training ground in Bishopstown. The amount of commitment we have girls traveling two and a half hours each way to training. Do you know what I mean? They're not they're not making money out of it. They're they're losing money just to play football. And the club know this. And I see it now firsthand. So, 
no, something has to be done. Ireland international Neef Fahey set to make her first appearance of the season tonight. The Liverpool captain is yet to play due to a calf injury, but she'll feature against Manchester United in the League Cup. Liverpool manager Matt Beard says she'll get 45 minutes. He also said Leanne Kiernan won't start the game. She'll get more game time, but he feels she's not ready to start just yet as she continues her recovery from injury. Manchester United have received an injury boost with defender Luke Shaw returning to first-team training. The England left-back has only played twice this season. He suffered an injury back in August. United's first game back after the international break is against Everton at Goodison Park this Sunday. Arsenal manager Mikel Arteta has been granted an extension by the English FA to respond to his misconduct charge. He's accused of insulting match officials with comments he made after his side's 1-0 loss to Newcastle earlier in the month. Arteta has until this Friday to reply. And Celtic have been fined just over £25,000 for incidents involving their fans during last month's Champions League game against Atletico Madrid at Celtic Park. Part of the punishment given by UEFA was due to a provocative message of an offensive nature, and it's believed it's in relation to a display of Palestine flags at that match. The Football Daily on Off The Ball.